Thank you, Mark, for this beautiful prelude. Uh, would you please stand as you're able and join the group of music?
Please join me in the prayer of confession. Lord, it has been a difficult week. Things have happened for which we were not prepared. We have not responded to the difficulties with love, but rather with patience. We have turned our backs on others in need, placing our creature comforts first. We have been stressed, pulled, pushed, tossed. Give us peace, gracious Lord. Help us to slow down so that we can receive your healing word of all love. Remind us that we stand in need of forgiveness, and that I receive such love. We are to love and serve others. Teach us to pray for courage and strength. Teach us how to make the disciples through you. In Christ's name, we offer this prayer. seem dark, God is with us. God's love is powerful enough to overcome any darkness that we encounter. Remember how much love has been given for you and rejoice. Amen. The first scripture reading for this morning. Sorry. I was just so excited to keep going. The scripture, uh, first scripture reading this morning is found in James. Chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Now is time in which we can come together and bring our joys and concerns before the Lord. Let us be in a time and an attitude.
prayer rail is open to all who would feel led to come forward and be prayed for. If you have a prayer concern that you would like to share with the church, you can fill out one of these prayer cards that are located there in your bulletin and return that in the offering plate. Uh, you can also uh, send an email by uh, email, and our email is there on the screen uh, behind me, uh, or you can also uh, send it through the mail to 512 Main Street World Court, and uh, we would send it back as well. Let us now enter our time. Thank you. 
lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The children like to come up for our children's moment. Just say the Lord's Prayer. Okay. 
So, do you want to say the Lord's Prayer together? Of course we do. <laughs> Let's pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. All right, you guys can head off to Junior Church now.
the giver of all good gifts, and pray that it would be a scattering of seeds in good and fertile soil. Use both the work of our hands and the giving of our resources so that the gospel may bloom and its roots grow deep, both in this place and throughout the world. Amen. The second scripture reading for today is found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not give up, get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Scripture is read and proclaimed this day. We ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that our hearts, our minds, and our very lives may be transformed by your Holy Word. Thank you for your gift of Scripture. Amen. growing up, we had a tradition in the Burke household before we ate. I'm sure some of you had a similar tradition. We would all sit down in our assigned seats, and, and I especially remember this in elementary school, because I had an assigned seat that had my back. This would have been the late 70s, early 80s, when like those glass uh, tiles were popular, and we had a wall that was a glass uh, uh, with tiles in the uh, kitchen or dining room, and I wasn't allowed to sit facing them because my mom said I would just make faces in the mirrors and I would never eat. So I, my side seat was with my back to those mirrors, and before we could eat, we would have to say grace. Any of you guys do this or have done this? And ours was a very specific grace. It was the three kids, 
Thank you, Father, for our food. Amen. And then my dad would then come in with the closer. Thank you, Father. Amen. And you could always tell how hungry he was by how quickly he came in with that closer. <laughs> Prayer is an important part of life for a Christian. Over the next Sundays, we are going to be talking about uh, practices such as prayer and how they can help us grow as Christians and, and, and how they are needed for us as the church to be faithful in our mission. So before we get too deep into all of this, I'm going to uh, explain uh, a little bit of what I'm meaning here uh, by using John Wesley's idea of the means of grace. Now, some of you are probably rolling your eyes going, oh, no, a sermon on the means of grace. That sounds exciting. But it's important. It's very important. Okay? First, what is God's grace? We sing about it all the time, don't we? God's grace. God's grace is the undeserved, unmerited, and loving action of God in human existence through the ever-present Holy Spirit. Now, that's kind of a, a fancy way of saying that it is the power of God working in you to give you a transformed life. That's uh, how uh, Bishop uh, Willman puts it. And I kind of like it. God's grace is God's power loving power working in you to transform you to help you to redeem you to make you whole and we can't open ourselves to God's amazing grace through what John Wesley called the means of grace that is simple acts acts that that, that can help us tune in to God's loving action towards us. Now, Wesley uh, divided his works of grace into two parts. Uh, the first is what he called works of piety, uh, which are things that we tend to do as Christians on our own uh, or in groups, but they are more inward focused. So things like prayer. Scripture uh, study, uh, fasting, uh, regularly attending worship, healthy living, sharing our faith, the sacraments, being accountable to one another, uh, those sorts of things. The other uh, ways in which we can open ourselves to God's grace and, and to grow as Christians is through works of mercy, doing good, visiting the sick, visiting those who are in prison, feeding the hungry, seeking justice, Ending oppression and, and discrimination. Uh, in, in John Wesley's day, the, the, the big um, uh, works of mercy that uh, uh, Wesley really pushed, other than, of course, helping the, the, the sick and the poor, was ending um, uh, slavery. Uh, uh, that was a, a big, big push of early Methodism. So, works of piety, works of mercy. So, prayer would, of course, fall into works of piety. And 
Prayer is so important. It is perhaps the most important thing we can do as Christians. Uh, prayer, I think, is best defined simply as talking to God. It's talking to God. Prayer doesn't have to be fancy. I, I know over the years, a lot of people have come to me and they've gone, Pastor Rick, I don't like the way I pray because I sound silly. And when I dig a little bit deeper as to what they're trying to get at, what they're saying is, is when they pray, they don't sound like the people they hear on, on Sunday mornings or somebody they see on TV. And my response is, how you pray is fine. You don't have to use big words. I don't like to use big words in prayer because I don't know what they mean. And often, I think sometimes, we, we pastors, I think are bad at this, we sometimes write prayers to impress you all. What, how much? Pastor Ray uses his thesaurus. God doesn't care. God knows I don't know what that means either. Prayer is simply talking to God. And however you pray, whatever words you use, the Bible even tells us, even if we can't come up with the words, God knows our hearts. It's simply communicating with God, spending time with God. That's what's important. Well, the disciples were having the same sorts of issues we have. They were hearing other people pray. They were hearing Jesus pray. And they were convinced they weren't doing it right. And so they come up to Jesus and they go, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. Clearly they had seen Jesus praying many times. They knew it was important. Jesus knew that this was important to them. And so he taught them what we call the Lord's Prayer. A simple prayer. Prayer that we pre or, uh, uh, say every single Sunday. And I gotta tell you, as a pastor, I always have had every congregation I've ever been at uh, use the Lord's Prayer on Sunday morning. And the reason is that when we're out and about and something goes wrong and we really feel the need to pray, we have something to say. We are a creedal church, we've got creeds, but we don't spend a whole lot of time memorizing creeds and stuff, do we, as Methodists, as, as Wesleyans? And so uh, uh, I, I like the fact that, that if somebody is, is really in an emergency and they don't know what else to, to say, they can say the Lord's Prayer, and, 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 and it's something that will help them connect with God. And so the Lord's Prayer it is a powerful prayer. It, it's a powerful tool for us, and, and I just love the fact that we do it each and every Sunday. You know, prayer has many, many benefits. Uh, and uh, we can spend weeks talking about prayer. But today, I want us to focus mostly on the fact that prayer will help us follow God's lead. Follow. 
See, God has a preferred future for each and every one of us. He does. And you might be saying, Pastor Rick, what does that mean? That God has a preferred future for each and every one of us. What it means is this. God has a plan for us. It is the future that God is planning for us and drawing us into. It is God's dream for you. God has a dream for you. And in order for us to live into that dream, we need to be in communication with God, listening to God's voice. And sometimes it seems like we don't hear it. God, what's going on? Where are we supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? I remember when I was getting ready to graduate from college, I didn't know what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. I thought maybe a history teacher would be great, but I wasn't sure. And then I got a calling from God. And it changed everything. What I was doing, my purpose. God has a calling for you. Now, it might not be to full-time ministry. I mean, it could be. God has a calling for you. Maybe it's working as a teacher. Maybe it is working in the healthcare field. Maybe it is being a, a, a mother or a father or being uh, someone who, uh, who can be a friend to those who need a friend. God is calling us all to different things, different uh, 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 spaces in our life, and we need to open ourselves and the best way is just to spend alone time with God. See, prayer doesn't always have to be filled with us saying something. Some of your best prayer time can be time spent with God in silence, listening to what God is telling you. So what are we listening for? Well, one of the things is we're listening what God is seeing in his word about his, his will and his way. We'll be talking about reading uh, scripture here next week, but uh, when you read scripture, what is that telling you about what God is leading you to do in your life? Listening from among us, but what is God in your church congregation saying? What do people at church say about you and what you do? And not only does God have a plan for you as an individual, God also has a plan for our church. God has a preferred plan for our church. If you um, look at your worship bulletin, what you're going to see is one of these parts. Why don't you pull out that card real quick there? Right? God has a preferred future for our church. Believe it or not, I have been here in a 
entire month. Woohoo! <laughs> we haven't changed a lot, so that's a good thing, right? <laughs> My name's still on the sign out front. <laughs> and I've been asked several times, what is your vision for our church in the future? And my answer is, I don't know. But I know somebody who does. And that's God. And so what we're going to do is we, as a congregation, as a community of faith, going to pray for God to show us his preferred future for Brookport United Methodist Church. What we're going to do is we are going to pray uh, this, this little prayer I wrote. I called it the 512 prayer. Does anybody know where I got that from? It's our address. <laughs> <laughs> we're Methodists. We're not very um, uh, imaginative. Most of our churches are named after cities they sit in. Um, this is just how, how we are. And so it's the 512 prayer. And what we're going to do is we are going to pray this prayer together uh, uh, every Sunday. And then what I ask for you to do is to take this card with you, put it in your purse or in your wallet or, or backpack or whatever it is you carry with you. And at 512 uh, p.m. every day, no matter where you are, uh, pull that card out and just pray this prayer. And you don't have to pray it out loud. Uh, you, you, can, you can pray it silently. You can pray it out loud if you want. Um, but let's pray this together uh, every day at 5, 12 p.m. Our breakthrough prayer. And we'll see what God has in store for us. So, if you would, let's join together in our breakthrough prayer. Amazing God, we pray that through the Holy Spirit, your preferred future for Grove Court United Methodist Church will be made clear to us. Give us the courage we need to follow you wherever you may take us. We ask that you bind us together in love so that we can bring the good news of Jesus Christ to our friends, families, and community. Open our eyes so that we may see the amazing things My friends, I invite you that uh, as we move through the, the, the next uh, weeks and months of life together, that you listen to what God is saying about where he's leading our church. What is, again, similar things to what we say to ourselves. What is God saying in his word about his will and his way? What does God want a church to do? What are people in this congregation saying about their gifts and their passions? Because God gifts churches through their people. And we also need to listen from the outside. What is the community that we live in seeing about their needs and their opportunities? What ways can we engage the needs of our community with the good news of Jesus Christ. And we also need to listen within ourselves. And what is the Holy Spirit calling us individually, uniquely to do in the life of 
this congregation in the life of the church in a broader scope. My friends, as God says in Isaiah 43:19, look, I am doing a new thing. Now it sprouts up. Don't you recognize it? I am making a way in the desert. Perhaps in the wilderness. My friends, I believe that God is doing a new thing here at Groveport United Methodist Church. And we need to just be in prayer about that. Let God show us where we are headed. And ask God to help us get there. Because God has a preferred future for us. God has a dream for us and for our church. And let us live into that dream. Lord, we thank you for the gift of prayer. <clears throat> prayer on its surface is, is just talking to you, yet it is so complex that we could talk about it for months. The different ways in which we need to communicate with you. Open our hearts and our minds, Lord, to your leading, to your will. We thank you for all that you do for us. Remember Jesus, we pray. Father, as 
A mother tenderly gathers her children. You embrace the people as your own and fill them with a longing for a peace that would last and for a justice that would never fail. In Jesus' suffering and death, you took upon yourself our sin and death and destroyed their power forever. You raised from the dead this same Jesus, who now reigns with you in glory, and poured upon us your Holy Spirit, making us the people of your new covenant. On the night before meeting with death, Jesus took bread. He gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to you, gave it to the disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and a living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ, Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Throughout your Holy Spirit, I must gather here and on these gifts, that in the breaking of this bread and the drinking of this wine, we may know the presence of the living Christ and be renewed as the body of Christ for the world, redeemed by Christ's blood. As the grain and grapes once dispersed in the fields, are now united on this table in bread and wine. So may we and all your people be gathered from every time and place into the unity of your eternal household and feast at your table forever. Through Christ, with Christ, in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. This is the body of Christ broken for you. And this is the blood of Christ. We practice open communion, which means that anyone who feels led is invited to partake. We will be taking communion in our seats this morning, which means first a uh, uh, tray of bread will be passed uh, to you. You will uh, take that bread and hold it until everyone is served, and we will then take that element together, and then. Uh, we will do the same with the juice. I'd ask those who will be helping to uh, distribute communion to come forward and for us to be once again in a time of prayer and self reflection.
remember, 512 tonight, uh, starting today, uh, you would join with me praying this uh, prayer, uh, no matter where you're at. Uh, you at the grocery store, pull that turn out. I might scoot over to the side of the aisle so you don't get run over. And you can pray that. Uh, if you would like uh, to uh, see somebody praying that, if you go to our Facebook page, I will be there every night at 5.12 p.m. praying this prayer. Sometimes live, sometimes recorded, and sometimes it's going to be reported from a special location around town. You never know. So uh, I, I would uh, uh, invite you to, to, to join me. Let's pray this prayer together one more time. Amazing God, we pray that through the Holy Spirit, your preferred future, for Grove Court United Methodist Church, will be made clear to us. Give us the courage we need to follow you wherever you may take us. We ask that you bind us together in love so that we can bring the good news of Jesus Christ to our friends, families, and community. Open our eyes so that we may see the amazing things you are already doing among us. 